This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 10th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. In addition to the human toll of this pandemic, small businesses took a big hit. Some of them just went out of business. Does cleaning up state and local regulatory burdens hold the key to local economic recoveries? Cato's Chris Edwards details some of the burdens that ought to be lifted to get people back to work and launching new enterprises. Well, the pandemic was brutal, particularly on small businesses. American big business did did pretty well, but it's small businesses that really got hit. So, for example, there's over 600,000 restaurants uh, in the United States, or at least there used to be over 600,000 restaurants in the United States, and over 100,000 of them uh, went bankrupt and out of business permanently uh, due to the recession and pandemic. So, Unfortunately, a decade ago during the Great Recession, we saw uh, a lot of small businesses uh, go bankrupt and out of businesses, and they didn't recover. Overall, about 8% of all uh, businesses go go uh, disappear every year. And so we need a constant stream of startups to replace those 8% of businesses that fail every year. And so my new study uh, for Cato called Entrepreneurs and Regulations, Removing State and Local Barriers to New Businesses, focuses on this issue of startup businesses. America needs startups to create jobs, to create innovation. And I look at some of the government barriers that stand in the way of business startups. New business creation has been trending downward for some time. Why is that? Yeah, since the late 1970s, the startup rate in the United States has been falling. It used to be over about 12% of businesses were created every year, and now it's down to about 8%. This is a really troubling trend that we don't have a very good answer for. Part of it may be cultural. Young people seem to be um, starting businesses at a lower rate than young people in the past. But it may also be due to the increase in regulation, uh, particularly state and local government regulation. And so I look at these issues in my new uh, Cato paper, and I focus on things like occupational licensing, in the United States, in the, you go back to the 1950s, only 5% of U.S. occupations needed occupational licenses. Today, it's 22%. So the government is imposing um, new and additional barriers in the way of young entrepreneurs who want to start businesses. And this is a real problem. Okay. So what practically is standing in the way? If I'm going to want to start a new business, what are the practical hurdles that I'm going to see? So in the study, I look at over a dozen different types of regulation that stand in the way of startup businesses, and I can go through a few of those. Uh, occupational licensing uh, has increased over the decades. So if you want to start uh, a job as an athletic trainer or a massage therapist or a tour guide or a hair braider, uh, government, the government imposes um, barriers uh, in, in your way in dozens of different states. So that's a real, uh, that's a real important issue. Uh, the minimum wage is a really important issue for uh, small and startup businesses. Half of all workers who work at the minimum wage uh, uh, work at companies less than 100 people. So if you want to start a restaurant, for example, and you happen to be in a state or a city with a $15 an hour minimum wage, uh, you, you know, you're going to have a hard time being able to start your business, hire the workers you need to be able to earn a return. And so there's 
uh, I go through uh, actually 17 different uh, regulatory areas like that, and I produce an overall score and I, I rank the states as to whether they impose high barriers to startup businesses or lower barriers to startups. Okay. I have a few states in mind, uh, but where what states are perform relatively poorly on that particular metric that is hurdles to starting a new business? So I, I ranked the 50 states based on 17 different uh, regulatory factors, including occupational licensing, minimum wage laws, um, the liberalization of marijuana laws, uh, alcohol licensing laws, uh, business permitting laws, whole rules on home-based businesses and the like. Uh, and I score the states uh, and the states turn out probably, as you may think, some of the the, the states with the least barrier, regulatory barriers to startups are Georgia, the Dakotas, uh, New Hampshire, Kansas, Indiana, Wyoming, Utah. Uh, some of the states with the uh, highest barriers to startups, uh, which won't be a surprise to listeners, uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, California, Hawaii, uh, New York, West Virginia. These states put a lot of barriers in the way. Uh, of startup businesses, and needlessly, they are undermining their economy uh, and reducing personal freedom for no really good reason. So three categories in particular that uh, uh, will be at least interesting to look at. One, uh, since the pandemic began, we've seen a lot of people shift home. We've seen a lot of people who were left unemployed uh, move into their own businesses. Those overwhelmingly uh, were being done at home. And um, for Others that are interested in going out and enjoying a restaurant meal with those notoriously thin margins. Alcohol is a big driver of, of revenues for restaurants. And of course, many states have legalized uh, or reduced penalties for marijuana. Uh, what about those categories? So, you know, the issue of home-based businesses is really fascinating. America's got about 30 million small businesses. About half of them are home-based. And about two-thirds of all businesses start in the home. If you think about Apple Computer or Hewlett Packard, uh, Adobe, Amazon, a lot of these famous tech companies actually started in homes and garages. So home-based businesses are really important to America's entrepreneurial infrastructure. The problem is, is that local zoning laws in many places are overly restrictive and ban many or most types of home-based businesses. So, you know, it's one thing to be uh, have a home-based business as, say, a blogger at home. Uh, that's that's legal just about everywhere, and it doesn't uh, sort of generate any issues in the neighborhood. But there are many types of businesses, such as daycares, home-based, uh, you know, bakeries or food producers, uh, tutors, uh, yoga yoga instructors, massage therapists. There are many people who want to start uh, businesses at home because they can't initially afford the cost of renting commercial space. Uh, but a lot of local governments ban these home-based businesses. And this is a real problem and hurdle um, to America's entrepreneurial culture. So that's one of the important issues I discuss in my paper. Another interesting issue are marijuana laws. As a lot of our listeners may know, uh, 18 states have now legalized recreational marijuana. The big problem is, is that even in those states that have legalized, they are imposing excessive regulations on marijuana businesses. The legalization of marijuana should be creating business opportunities for tens or hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs in growing and manufacturing and distributing and the like. But if you take a state like California, which has legalized recreational marijuanas, 
Uh, only one third of the counties in California have have actually approved business licenses for marijuana businesses. And, and even when they do, they restrict the number of licenses. So they're artificially um, putting barriers in the way uh, of marijuana businesses. And that makes absolutely no sense. Another interesting area of licensing is alcohol licensing. There are 18 states that have that strictly limit the number of caps on alcohol licenses for restaurants. So in California and Massachusetts and New Jersey, you often have to go out and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a an alcohol license if you want to open a restaurant uh, in those states. This makes absolutely no sense. It's an artificial barrier to not just restaurant entrepreneurs, but often to uh, the whole whole uh, civic and neighborhood development. I mean, neighborhood development often revolves around uh, new restaurants activity. And so a lot of states um, are, uh, create these uh, bars on alcohol licensing, which make no sense to me. So I, I discuss uh, that issue in detail in my new Cato study as well. Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 